Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, here in the country of Uganda, East Africa, uh, right here sitting on the equator, uh, enjoying a cool season. It is rainy season right now, and so the rains are making it a little bit cooler and a little bit more enjoyable as far as the temperature is concerned. Boy, I hear about all of the uh, the high temperatures back in the United States and uh Boy, I tell you what, I'm so glad. A lot of people think of Africa as being hot, and I yes, I know there are places where it is hot, uh, but here in Uganda, uh, here in Masaka, where we serve, uh, the temperatures are quite mild, and uh, praise the Lord for that. Uh, but we are in the middle of rainy season, so rain uh, is raining every day and uh, cooling the ground and uh, taking away all the dust. You know, when you get in dry season, <laughs> the dry season, you just can't keep the dust out. I mean, sometimes it's just a losing battle sometimes trying to keep your sitting room uh, dusted or keep your office dusted just because of the continual dust. So it is a relief. Of course, you have to manage the mud, of course, and uh, but uh, that's all right. Uh, we'll just keep taking whatever God gives us. Amen. And praise the Lord for it. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And so whatever the weather is in your neck of the woods, I hope that you're busy serving the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's what this program is all about, encouraging you and your family to always abound in the work of the Lord. We've got to do more. Uh, we cannot be backing up. You know, it's very easy uh, to say that the world is a mess, and it is. It's very easy to say that our politics are a joke, and they are. Uh, but, uh, but as believers, we can't just sit back and identify the problems and, and say how bad it is. Uh, we've got to be abounding in the work of the Lord. We've got to be moving on. We've got to be, uh, doing more for the Lord Jesus Christ. seeing how more we can be involved, how much more we can go soul winning, uh, how much more we can be involved in the ministry of God. Why? Because your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Sometimes we don't get the applause that we want of men. We don't get the results that maybe we think we ought to have. Uh, but I'm telling you at all times, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. We just got back uh, this last weekend from uh, visiting one of our churches in uh, the village of Buzidango. And uh, we just had a great time there. We took our team there. And uh, Brother uh, Gava Mukulia Madi is the one who is uh, overseeing that church, and he's training a man uh, to take over that church uh, by the name of Wycliffe Mali. And uh, and so we are excited about that ministry. Every time I go there, they just they're just such kind people, and uh, they treat us so well and uh, more than we deserve. Uh, but uh, it's it's of all of our churches, it's it's my favorite in the fact that. When you go there, you literally have to go through the jungle to get there. And, uh, and it's, it just kind of makes you, you know, some of our churches we go to, you know, we drive down the, uh, the, the paved road and uh, we come go, go off the paved road for a little bit on dirt roads and we're at the church and, and that's fine. It's still Africa and, and, and we still uh, have Africa 
things that happen. But uh, this particular church, uh, when you go there, uh, it is uh, it is an unusual church. Uh, one of our listeners of this podcast, uh, uh, Brother Cartlin and uh, Michelle Boggs, uh, they're from Lebanon, Missouri. Uh, they had the opportunity of visiting this place, and they can tell you as well, it's just a unique place. And uh, you drive through. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just a little path uh, going back there. I, I'm always afraid when I go back there with my truck that I'm going to meet somebody else, and there's no place to to pass on the side, and there's no place to back up. And uh, but we just had a great, great time out there in that village uh, with those people. And uh, the name of the church is Back to the Bible Independent Baptist Church. And um, again, my sister went out with us, and she helped train uh, the teachers for the children's ministries out there. And uh, I had an opportunity to spend time with uh, the, 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 the pastors, the leadership of the church, answering questions, talking to them, as well as going out soul winning. And uh, we went out and uh, and just went from from house to house and uh, talking to people and and again the Uganda way so many times is you know you come up to a house and and uh, they'll go inside and bring out a bench and or bring out a mat or whatever and you just literally sit there and and preach the gospel to them and they'll sit there and listen and other people come and listen and uh, we praise the Lord at the end of the day uh, we saw four people four precious souls uh, three men one lady. Uh, accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And uh, what a blessing that was. And uh, that was an exciting time. And, you know, you go out into these villages, and this particular village of Buzidongo, no doubt there are thousands and thousands of villages just like it. Villages that you would never in a million years go to because they're, they're so out of sight. They're so deep in the bush. Uh, never in a million years would you go there, but God's given you the opportunity to go to that particular village, but not just to that particular village, but to particular homes in that village that God has allowed you to bring the gospel to. What a great privilege that is. That is absolutely amazing that we would have the privilege to bring the gospel to someone who otherwise would never have any opportunity to hear the gospel. And, and it just it breaks my heart on one hand because I know that there are literally thousands of those types of villages, not just in the world, but just in Uganda, uh, villages that probably will never see, villages that will probably will never see, houses that will never see. And uh, But uh, in these particular villages that God has brought us into contact with, we have the opportunity of giving the gospel to them, and that was such an amazing time. And we had a great, great time there. And was able to preach in the service on Sunday. And, uh, and then uh, also pray for that church. Um, they were able to, to, God gave them the money to buy a piece of property. Right now, the property they're on, literally, uh, they own what the church sits on. I mean, that's about it. Uh, there's, uh, there's no other place for them to expand. Uh, their church is um, made out of mud, and it does have some iron sheets on the top of it, but it's made out of mud. And, uh, and so it's, it's very uh, villagey. It's very unique. Uh, but uh, they are really in need of a, uh, a new building. And so as we do over here, I try uh, my philosophy and missions is not to do things for them, but to come alongside with them and help them. And, uh, and so I told this church, just like I've told any church, I said, if you, uh, if you and your people will get together and make the bricks uh, for your building, uh, then uh, I will come alongside and help you with the cement. 
And uh, so we were out there the other day, and uh, it was a blessing to see that they had already collected and made 8,000 bricks. Amen. <laughs> 8,000 bricks that they had made, and uh, they they formed them themselves. They dug the mud and the clay out of the ground. They set it out in the sun to dry, and then they stack it up into a heap, and uh, then they burn them uh, in a kiln type. Uh, you know, they, they stack the bricks so that it's it forms almost like a kiln. They put the firewood underneath it, and they burn the bricks. So they've got 8,000 bricks. They are ready to go. And uh, I told them that, uh, all right, uh, the cement is there, and uh, it is it is waiting for you. And uh, so very, very soon here, we're going to start uh, construction on that uh, building project there in Buzidongo. And uh, so be praying about that. If uh, God may lay on your heart to help out uh, with some bags of cement, uh, right now cement is about nine dollars a bag and uh and so if you could help out with cement or help out with uh, other construction materials that would be such a blessing once the uh once the building is up to the uh, roof level uh then my policy is that they collect the uh the poles and the uh the trees that they need for doing the uh, trusses and everything and once they collect all that and all that is put up uh then i help them out with the iron sheets and uh, the iron sheets over here are about fifteen dollars uh, a piece. And, uh, and so if you want to help out with that, uh, again, all of that would go toward helping this church in Buzirango, uh, with, uh, the building and the construction. Of course, with all that, you've got doors and windows that have to be put in as well. And, uh, so if you want to help out with the, uh, New Hope Independent Baptist Church, or I'm sorry, not the New Hope Independent Baptist Church, back to the Bible, uh, Independent Baptist Church, uh, then you can contact me through our website, ksdensisfamily.com, and I'll tell you the best way to get that money over here so that we can put that to good use and help this church. This church is a faithful church. This church is a growing church. Uh, the church is, is growing in maturity. Uh, the man who is helping to mentor these people is our pastor here uh, at uh, Masaka Independent Baptist Church, Pastor Paul Serenjoji, and uh, just doing a phenomenal job helping to train these people in the ministry. And uh, so I'm excited about uh, the ministry there in Buzidongo. And uh, so once again, please pre praying for them. And if God would uh, maybe lay on your heart uh, to be able to help them out as well, that would be appreciated uh, as well. Thank you so much for that. We had a good time and uh, tell you, uh, serving the Lord is fun. I, I just love it. It is, it is a great time and uh, thank the Lord so much for the opportunity uh, to serve him. I do want to say one thing real quick about my wife. Um, really, really pray for my wife. Um, as you know, she's had a couple uh, surgeries this last year, uh, one on her eyes. She had a, a torn uh, or detached retina, and uh, she was able to get surgery for that and uh, the follow-up surgeries and all that's going on there. And we praise the Lord. Um, it, it really seems like it's working. It seems like she's getting her sight back. And and uh, there's a few other things that, you know, we're supposed to go back in a couple months, and they might have to make a couple of adjustments uh, here and there. But it seems like that surgery went well. And and uh, so we're excited about that. She's not having to wear glasses anymore, and which she is very happy about. And uh, so her her vision is coming more and more into focus as time goes by. And uh, so far, she doesn't even have to wear reading glasses. And uh, so we're very, very, very thankful for that. 
However, um, her knee is not doing well at all. She had to have knee surgery. She had a torn meniscus uh, in her knee, and uh, that is not doing well at all. And we don't understand why. We were just uh, in Kampala this last week, the capital city, and uh, she still has a lot of fluid on her knee and a lot of swelling. We did a sonogram on it, and uh, we they took the... Uh, the, the swelling, the, the, the fluids that's in there, they took it in for testing, and there's no bacteria. Um, it, the, the sonogram came out with no problems at all, and uh, they said, well, maybe we need to get an MRI done, which you know we were willing to do, but because the swelling was there, it was not a good time to get that. So just really pray for her, if you would. Uh, I know that she's uh, has a tendency sometimes uh, just to be a little discouraged because she's not able to do. My wife is a very active lady, and she's a very on hands, you know, all hands on deck type of a person. You know, just constantly moving with the family, the church, the ministry, and uh, and limping around as she has to and being in pain all the time uh, is definitely uh, not uh, what she would like. And uh, now she's not complaining. I've, I've very held them. I don't hear any complaints out of her. As a matter of fact, sometimes I have to really ask her uh, how she's doing before she'll even tell me she's in pain. And so, so just really pray for her if you would. I know that would be a blessing to her. We're praying for God to bring healing, and we're praying for God to give the doctors here wisdom to be able to know uh, what she should do and uh, and 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 see what happened. I mean, it, it appears uh, from all aspects that uh, the surgery that she had went well. Uh, it appears that uh, there's no bacteria, there's no infection in the knee, and uh, so we just really don't know. Uh, what it is. And so we're just uh, asking the Lord for his wisdom, asking the Lord for his help uh, to be able to give us the uh, understanding that we need to be able to move ahead on that. Well, quickly, let's go to the book of James. Uh, as you know, we've been a little while since we've been in the book. Um, been talking to you about what's going on over here, but I do want to continue. We're almost finished with the book. We're in chapter number four. And uh, remember, James is a very practical book on practical Christian living. Uh, it's not necessarily considered a doctrinal book, though it is filled with doctrine, um, but it's more of a book of challenging believers on how to live out their life in a practical Christian way. And uh, so lots of lots of good information here. And I believe all this information is very good in helping us to be the men and women that we need to be uh, to be able to always abound in the work of the Lord. And uh, so let's just uh, go back and get some context here. Uh, there are many different things, and I'm not going to reteach these things for for sake of time, uh, but I do want to get the context, and then we're going to look at another subject here today with the time that we have remaining. The Bible says in James chapter 4 and uh, verse number 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves, therefore, in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Now I want you to notice verse number 11 and 12, and that's what we'll be looking at today. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. 
Who art thou that judgeth another? And I think as we read that passage of Scripture, uh, it reminds us uh, very clearly, uh, if you go back to Romans and chapter 14, Romans chapter 14, he gives us uh, kind of the same idea here in verse number 10, Romans chapter 14 and verse number 10. Why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set at not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. You know, Jesus Christ told his disciples, he that is not against us is for us. You know, we may not agree with other people's methods. We not, may not agree uh, with how people do things. Uh, but if they are brothers in Christ, you and I, we need to leave the judging of them up to God. And it's very easy to judge others. It's very easy to, uh, to de- deceive ourselves. It's very easy to deceive myself into thinking that, that I have arrived to a level where I qualify to be a judge of other people's matters, a judge of other, the way other people do things. And, uh, and, and, and in that judgment, many times, we will try to discourage other people. We'll try to bring other people down uh, just simply because they're not doing it uh, the way that we would, like to, we would like it to be done. Now, remember back over in the book of Philippians. Take your Bibles and turn back to the book of Philippians. I want to share with you a scripture here. And uh, notice what Paul said about this. He says in uh, Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 14, he says, And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of good will. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bond, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then? In other words, what are we going to do about that? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Now, one thing that I've learned in the ministry, and, and I learned this a lot from, uh, from my pastor as well, is that you? One of the greatest things that that you can learn as a believer is learn to agree to disagree. All right, learn to agree to disagree, and 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 you don't always have to work with everyone. Okay, uh, there are personality differences, there are methodological difference differences, uh, there are there are situations and reasons why uh, people just just can't work together. It's just a different mindset. It's a different way of thinking. It's not that they're bad people. It's not that they are doing something wrong necessarily. It's just that they have a different way of doing it. But if we're not careful, and, and independent Baptists are very bad at this, that if, if somebody doesn't do it exactly the way I do it, then we do everything we can to destroy them and talk bad about them and put them down. And, and, uh, and I'll just be honest with you. There, there are missionaries here in the country of Uganda that I just could not work with. Um, the way they think, the way they do, the way the, I just, I just could not work with them. 
and uh, and and it's it's they're not bad people. They're not they're not rebellious people. They're not sin. You know, they're not out in wickedness or anything. They're just they just do the ministry differently and have a different philosophy of the way they do ministry. But I am not going to sit back and try to destroy them. I'm not going to sit back and try to uh, demean them or put them down. Or uh, I, I said, hey, they may not do it the way I do it, but praise the Lord, Christ is being preached, the gospel is being given out, and I hope people can get saved, and I hope people's lives can be changed because of those people uh, that have dedicated their lives to serving the Lord in that particular capacity. Now, so what does he say here? He says, speak not evil one of another brethren. So he's talking to us as brethren. Don't bring an evil report against another brother. Okay, um, I am to edify a brother. I am to lift up a brother. I am to help a brother along. Now, the principle goes back to Abraham and Lot when Abraham says, you know what, let's separate for we be brethren. Uh, they, they could not be together. They could not work together. There was strife amongst them, but we're brothers. And, and, and so be, being brothers, instead of fighting amongst ourselves, instead of judging one another, uh, how about you go your way and, and do what God wants you to do, and I'll go my way and do what God wants me to do, and, and we can keep on serving the Lord together without having to tear one another down. So he says, speak not evil one of another, brethren. Now, he then explains what we are actually doing when we do that. He says, He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. In other words, you are setting yourself up above God's law. You, God is, the, the Bible says in verse number 12, there is one lawgiver. But when you set yourself up as a judge over another brother, and you set yourself up as the one that is determining whether this brother is right or whether he's doing it right or whether, hey, listen, what you're doing is you are setting yourself up above the law. You are judging the law, and instead of doing what the law is telling you to do, you become a judge of that person. Now, listen to me. I, I, there, there are people in Uganda. There are missionaries in Uganda. And, and I just use Uganda as an example. I would, I would say this if, if all the missionaries were standing here in front of me. I'm not saying anything that I would not say to their face. Um, but there, there are guys in, in Uganda here that just do things different than I do them. And, and they run their churches differently than I would run their churches. And they go soul winning differently than I would go soul winning. And, and, and they operate their Bible colleges different than I would operate my Bible college. And, and so there are differences of opinion. There are differences of ways of doing things. But I am not going, or I should not, because believe me, I've been guilty of this. Uh, I've been guilty of judging another brother. I've been guilty of lifting myself up and thinking that, hey, I am the, the all-knowing missionary. I'm the all-knowing man of God. I'm the all-knowing person that knows how to do this thing. And if you don't do it my way, uh, then you're not right with God and you're not going to be successful. And so therefore, I'm going to do everything I can to tear you down. No, you know, our attitude should be, you know what? If, if somebody is doing and serving God and they're doing it to the best of their ability, they're not living in sin, they're not preaching false doctrine, just leave them alone. Just let them serve God. I, I don't have to be there. I don't have to be in their church. I don't have to be involved in their ministry, but let them serve God. Stop being a judge over them. Stop trying to ridicule them. Stop trying to, to beat them down. 
And again, I, I, in, it just seems like in these last you know, 50, 60 years, and, and I think we're seeing a little bit of a change in the positive. Uh, again, I don't live in America, so maybe I'm not seeing it very clearly, but it, it just seemed like in the last 50, 60 years that the concept was, hey, if you don't do it my way, uh, then you take the highway. You know, I, you know, and like you're the only way that works, and you're the only way that's godly. And that's just not the way it is. He says, don't speak evil of another. Don't judge another brother. Remember back in Romans 14, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. He is the judge. He is the lawgiver. Okay? He is the one that saves. He is the one that destroys. He is the one that makes the decisions. So he says in verse number 12, who art thou that judges another? Who are you to set yourself up as the judge and set yourself as the one that thinks that you know what is right and you know what is wrong and, 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 and you're going to be the judge of that brother? Listen, let them serve God in the way that they feel that they need to serve God because one day they will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, I'm not saying compromise. I'm not saying to uh, diminish our standards. I'm not saying to diminish our doctrine. I think we need to be doctrinally pure. I think our, our churches, uh, that together, we need to be unified together, and, and God has given a, a specific way for churches to deal with problems and churches to deal with situations like that. Uh, but we, it, it's so easy. And I, I was teaching our Bible college students this um, a couple of nights ago. Uh, it is so easy for us to to deceive ourselves. <clears throat> and, and one of the things that I brought out that I thought was very interesting is that sometimes we are so blind that we are blind to our blindness. Because we've deceived ourselves into thinking that we are the Almighty and we're the we're the one that determines what the whether everyone's right or everyone's wrong or or whether they're doing it right or doing it wrong. Uh, listen, uh, just stay in your circle, Amen. Just stay in stay in the area where God has called you. Work with those that you're able to work with. Be able to be alongside those that you're able to be alongside with and serve God to the best of your ability. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ and let and, and remember that you are going to stand before him. I'm going to stand before him. Stop getting so involved in other people's lives and other people's ministries and judging other people's things. Let God take care of those things. All right. Let God deal with those issues. You stay. I think sometimes if we're not careful, we become so busy judging other men's matters and being involved in what other people uh, are doing and whether they're doing it right or whether we're doing it wrong. And we're so busy judging them. We're so busy focused on them. We're not doing anything ourselves. We're not accomplishing anything for God ourselves. And so, therefore, the work of God is hindered because we're just backbiting each other, speaking evil of each other, and there is no way that we can abound in the work of the Lord when we are not keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ, but we are looking at fellow brothers in Christ and doing everything we can to try to bring them down. So let's not be lifting ourselves up above the law. God gave the law. God gave what he expects of the believers to live and how he expects the believers to live. God's law is perfect. He said there is one lawgiver. God is the giver of the law. And, 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 and you and I are not the lawgivers. You and I are not the judge. You and I are not the jury. You and I are not the ones that determine whether or not a person is godly or not. 
God is the judge of that. And so if we're going to abound in the work of the Lord, stay busy in the work that God has called you to do. When God brings people that are able to be in your church or able to be in your ministry and you can work alongside them and, and they can be your Timothy and they can be your Epaphroditus and they can be those that are like-minded, hey, praise the Lord for that. Work with them, but understand and realize not everybody's going to do it the way you do it. Even, even you know, I, I, I'm very hard over here because we have such a hard time with the Pentecostals, but, but even, even then, you know... Though I don't agree with the Pentecostals, I don't agree with their doctrine, I don't agree with what they're doing, but at least they, in, in some capacity, they're preaching the gospel. They're telling people Jesus died for them. People, uh, Jesus ro- uh, was buried for them. Jesus rose from the dead for them. And so at least they're getting the gospel. The gospel is the power of God and salvation. And, and so, so we, we just have to be, I, I think the whole motive of this, I think the whole idea of this is let God do the judging. You stay busy doing what God wants you to do. You let God take care of everybody else. You let God take care of all the other problems that everybody else has and the way that everybody else is doing things. You make sure that you understand that I understand that one day I will stand before God. I will give an account for what I have done, not for what somebody else has done, what I have done for him. I am going to give an account for that. And so I need to be concerned and making sure that I am doing what is right and that I am accomplishing what God has called me to do. Amen? So who art thou that judgeth another? Who do you think you are? Who, who has set you up as judge? Who has set you up as the jury? Who has set you up as the boss that, that is the elite, that is the top, that is the one that knows everything? Uh, God has never set anybody up like that. The Bible says there is one lawgiver, and none of us can set ourselves up above the law and make ourselves the judge of other brethren. Amen? And uh, so if I'm going to abound in the work of the Lord, I've got to keep my eyes on the Lord, stop speaking evil of the the brethren, stop trying to put the brethren down, stop trying to discourage and destroy the brethren, keep my eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that one day I will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen? Well, thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope it was a help and a blessing to you, an encouragement to you. And uh, as we always say, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, that's been my life verse uh, for as long as I can remember. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. If you have not done so already, let me encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Every Friday, uh, we bring up a new podcast and uh, for your encouragement. And uh, so I hope that you look forward to each Friday. Have your device set uh, so that it tells you uh, that there is a new podcast coming up uh, this coming Friday. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Those of you that are supporting our podcast uh, on a monthly basis, thank you for that. That goes a long way in helping to fund the expenses and the cost of producing uh, this podcast and putting it out there. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for your prayers, your support. And uh, I just I just thank the Lord that I have the opportunity of serving the Lord here. And my prayer for my life is uh, that I will always abound in the work of the Lord. And I hope that is the same prayer, wherever you might be, wherever you might be listening to uh, from, uh, that you will determine to always abound in the work of the Lord. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. And we look forward to seeing you again next Friday. God bless you so much.
We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.